0: Hello, and welcome back to the Graceful Growth Podcast. I am your host, Brianna Bonna, and welcome back to the show. Uh, today, I have a solo dolo episode, um, but man, can we talk about last week's episode? Right now, if you've not listened to episode seven, go back and listen to episode seven, Blocking Out the Noise. Um Taylor such an amazing guest um such an amazing guest it was amazing having her on the show I promise you guys that will not be the last time um I got so much inspiration from talking to her I was kind of in a little creative funk honestly before that episode I didn't have anything planned um for after that episode with her and then the wheels just got turning um she is always that friend that just like fills me right back up. I hope I'm that friend to her. So, if she when she listens to this, I hope that she'll tell me if I'm not. But <laughs> anyway, um really again really awesome having her on the show. She really um honestly, I feel like she's a natural at it. So, um she will be back but today we have a little solo episode i wanted to talk about something that's kind of been weighing a little heavy on me um not in a bad way but just about the ownership of my emotions and what that means to me is you know trying to see in a situation what is true um again like taylor Simon taylor's comments like really got me thinking um you know if it's not true you know it's probably not helping you so like you know just taking a situation at face value for what it is and, and being reasonable about it um because you know your emotions you're not logical about that you know you get angry about maybe the silliest things you know you may get triggered by something um those are you know up and down all the time but like Let me face the facts in this before I get into this situation or before I respond to this person at work that I feel like has really been testing me. You know, just like for me trying to do a better job of managing that. And I will get a little personal here. Um, You know, graceful growth for me is so important. The podcast in general, just kind of talking about like my you know, thought process through all these things because I am like one thing that I really really want in this life and I'm being super transparent right now, but is it's to be a mother and the thought that I will be taking care of another human that like needs to go out into society and like you know not ruin it. I'm just like being dramatic, but like I, you know I want to make sure that my kids that are not here yet like that I give them the best possible education about as much as possible you know and try to not hurt them as much and I think that our parents and our parents parents um, especially in you know my community I feel the management of emotions was so low on the totem pole for them like there's so many other trials and tribulations to be concerned about managing emotions not very high on the list in terms of you know survival at that time and you know I feel like for for us it's been put on the back burner a lot I'm I'm sure that you know some of you you've talked to your parents and maybe even the thought of therapy they're like why would you go tell somebody else your business like why are we doing that like you don't need to be showing that or like maybe they even took the term of like weakness that's a weakness for you to be going home or going to a therapist and talking about that stuff like we we so badly shun that um but I think that our generation is starting to um kind of turn on that a little bit of just like you know what actually if we did look at better like managing our emotions and like communicating with our loved ones like maybe some things wouldn't be so messed up. Like maybe we wouldn't pass down this generational trauma that we're so used to if we like tried to turn the page on this and not maybe do things the way that we've always done them. Um, So for me, it's very important for me to kind of unlearn things that maybe have been harmful in, you know, my ancestry, if you will. And, And so... One thing that is super important to me in terms of my kids as well is making sure that they grow up in a loving environment. And this is where this episode kind of sparked it for me. Um, and this can be applied to so many other situations and I'll get into that. Um, but I just want to make sure that my kids see two people who love each other. And I want to make sure that the love that they see is very healthy because that's your kid's first place. Of, of learning what that means um what love means you, that you are their first example what they see in their home when they grow up is their first example you like I hope you guys realize like in the in the tone of my voice how crucial that is like they will go on for the rest of their lives with that example in their head that first example that is the blueprint for them and you know you're only one person so you can try to do the best that you can and hope that your partner is also doing the best that they can um but yeah i'm in that i'm in that era right now where i'm trying to do the best that i can the best that i possibly can with that and so that that requires a little bit of self-reflection um and so i wanted to kind of before i get into maybe the the personals of where i'm going with this i want to kind of bring it back to you know some more general applications um of this and i want to start by recommending a book to you guys Um, it is called the four agreements by miguel ruiz and it's basically like these principles for in my opinion like how to communicate with others how to communicate with yourself and like you know just a way to move in this world you know in, in terms of those connections that you make with other people and yourself, your past self, your future self. And, and one of the things, one of the agreements is to not take things personally. And the book goes into deep explanation of, you know, basically why not to take things personally. And I, the one thing that sticks out to me the most for that section of the book is, you know, it makes no sense that, you know, you're interacting maybe with someone and they respond to you a certain way and your first thought is, oh, they don't like me. Like, hmm, how main character syndrome of you to think that of all the people that they know and all the experiences that they've had and all the connections that they've made and all the things that they've been through, that that one interaction with you and how they were, they chose to respond to you in that situation has 100% to do with you. Like, what? That's not how science works. There's way too many variables in that situation for that to only be you as the culprit. Like, and you know obviously there are some situations where it's like you know what yeah that person actually doesn't like me I've had like a few too many of these situations and they've been doing a certain thing to me like maybe they don't like me or maybe they don't like something that I do because it triggers something for them like those are valid but you know those those isolated incidents it's like do we have to go that far like (laughs) um so that's one thing that really really stuck with me um And then it made me start thinking, you know, not everything is about you. And that includes other people's emotions. Um, I remember just a little side story here. But I remember early on with my current partner, um, any of his moods, I would like immediately link them back to me. Like, did I do something wrong? Like, are you okay? Like, are we good? Like, I always like... Any emotion that he showed outside of happiness was like, oh shit, what did I do? And like, it took me a little minute to realize like, maybe the man had a bad day at work. (laughs) You know, like maybe his mood doesn't actually have to do 100% with me. And like kind of detaching the ownership of his emotions to me. And, And for me, I think this is why this topic is so heavy for me is because I have a tendency to own other people's emotions where I'm like, I must be responsible for that person's mood. I must be responsible for why that person is getting snippy with me about this said thing. I must be the reason. And like, what a weight lifted off my shoulders to kind of like release myself from the ownership of that. Cause then I'm just turning my wheels in my head about why this person could be doing that. And they probably, they probably don't even realize that that's how, that's how they have portrayed themselves to me or they don't even realize that they were getting snippy because they're too caught up in their own stuff, you know? But here I am making myself crazy about something that I really I really haven't confirmed is true. Um, and so for me, that that's really what owning my emotions means. And, um, you know, I learned from my therapist, she always used to ask me, like, I would say something, And I'd be like, and this upset me because, and then she'd be like, okay, well, what else is going on? And try to like really break down that emotion for me. And you know, it helped me get to the root of the problem. And eventually like, you know, towards the the tail end of like my sessions, like the last ones that I, I had, I would get to a place where I would stop myself and I would be like, hmm, I feel this way because, and this, this, and this happened. And I'm in the sessions literally walking her through everything that she would walk me through. And then we would just be both sitting there looking at each other, like that little meme with <laughs> B. and they just looking at each other. That's how me and her would be in the sessions because I didn't already figured it out. I have already walked myself down the path of like why I feel this way and how I need to rectify it just based on asking myself a few questions about what else is going on. And then I naturally started doing it with other people, not directly, like not just straight up asking them, but in my head, kind of running down, like, hmm, this could be it, this could be it, this could be it, and and slowly relinquishing myself from the ownership of that person's emotions. And then it was like, okay, so now now that I've walked through that and I've de-escalated myself, I I have given that person room now to process whatever they're going through without adding on to the stress of what they're going through, because I can't seem to to read this and not make it a problem for me. Cause that's not helpful to them. Um, but yeah, so just, you know, just thinking about like what other factors could be contributing to somebody's response has, has helped me a ton, but I definitely still have room to go. I definitely still have to, you know, walk myself through that. Um, I think that, um, you know, times there's been times at work where I have felt like this. Um, you know, maybe dealing with someone like, man, why did they send that email to me like that? Like, does she not like me, or you know, um, why is the tone of her voice like that when she talks to me on the phone or something like that? And then I just started dropping that responsibility that is not my concern that is not my concern like I'll let her work out whatever she has to work out without having to cause up a big uh, a big fuss if you will now if people are being disrespectful to you then that is a completely different story and that has to be checked but um in terms of just like the the little one-off communications that are just like hmm that was odd um (laughs) you know I I implore you to start doing that in some of your situations because, I don't know, it's helped me, so I'm sharing, hoping it'll help somebody else. Um, So we are going to take a break, but when we get back, I am going to chit-chat with you guys a little personal about, um, you know, really diving deep into this uh, ownership of my emotions um, and kind of how that plays out in my relationship. And I think that a lot of people have this issue and I um it could be just me and the girls that have this issue like me and my friends but um I'm thinking that this is common so I just wanted to chat about it and break it down for you so we will be right back all right and we are back so I want to tell a little story about uh when Devin and I first started um our relationship. And actually, I have to start even further back than that. In a previous relationship, I was with someone who, um, and I know that this is probably familiar to somebody, unfortunately, it shouldn't be. But um, I was with someone who used to accidentally on purpose, leave his wallet at home, um, instead of, you know, just being a man and telling me he didn't have it for us to be going out to eat or anything like that. he just, you know, casually leave his wallet at home, which is just like, you know, the first couple of times it's like, dang, you left your wallet at home. Like that's been me before. I I definitely get it. But after another couple of times, it's just like, okay, you're definitely leaving your wallet at home because you don't have money or you just don't want to spend it on me. Like that's, and you, and you just know that I'm going to have my wallet and that I'm going to have to pay for this. Like, are you kidding? Um, but anyway, so after experiencing so much of that, you know, and kind of having that in my head, this sort of became the expectation. Like, I just knew, and, and not even like consciously thinking about this, just in the back of my head, I just knew, like, I always need to have my wallet on me, and I always need to be prepared to pay, because <laughs> clearly that that's what needs to happen. Like, I just need to be prepared to pay, um... And so when my partner and I got together and we started going places to eat and everything like that, you know, and it's kind of, we're kind of at the stage now where it's like, okay, the man doesn't pay for the dates all the time, like, and, and stuff like that. Um but maybe, maybe we weren't at that stage. Maybe I read into that wrong. But anyway, um, so I remember we were at Black Walnut Cafe and I immediately, I'm like, yep, I know I'm how to pay for this because this that was one of our first times going to somewhere like that. If y'all haven't been to Black Walnut Cafe, you order your food and you pay for it first and then they bring it to you later. Not like a, oh, we go sit down. And it's just like the awkward like moment with the bill um after we've eaten and had a good time so I was just like I don't really know how to gauge the situation so I pulled out my wallet to pay um for black walnut and um he also pulled out his card like I'm paying for this and I was just kind of like oh no you know it's fine like I can pay for it like you know and I could see him like getting like kind of a little upset and he was like no I got it like put your card away I was like you sure I can get it and he's like no literally put your card away I could see him like just slowly but surely like getting more upset so anyway put my guard away we sit down we eat I'm talking he's not really talking like in hindsight like I didn't realize that but he wasn't really talking so then we leave as soon as we get out there he's like so can you like never do that again And I was just so, so confused, so thrown off. I was like, what you mean never do that again? Like, what are you talking about? Just like, you know, that whole thing where we're paying and like, you pull out your wallet, like don't pull out your wallet. Like you don't need to do that. Like it's, don't do that. And I was just like, speechless. Didn't have words. Didn't have words. Um, Because one, I was like, okay, cool. But also that moment was tainted by like, I really upset him. Like, I really upset him by doing that. And, like, in my head, I'm like, that shouldn't be a big deal. Like, I'm not, like, trying to make the burden all on you. Like, I can pay for a meal. Like, it's cool. Um, And Devin was just like, nah. Like, for me, what what that looks like to me is that you feel like I can't pay for this. And it just hit me. And it was like, huh. I am applying a situation I'm applying to this situation, something that I learned from another situation and like it's not working. Um there's that saying, you know, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Um and so all I had was a hammer and the hammer was, you know, I need to be making sure that I can actually pay for my meal because I have been stuck in situations where I thought that I wasn't going to have to pay and I ended up having to pay with very little communication like prior to that moment which always uncomfortable for me I don't know about you guys but that's always uncomfortable to me so that was my hammer because I was dealing with the nail well now I got a screw and you know I don't know if you guys have ever tried to hammer in a screw and not that it won't work (laughs) but it's not smooth (laughs) it's not smooth at all. And this situation for me was not smooth. Um, and so I realized like, oh wow. Okay. That's interesting. So based on situations that I've had before, I'm thinking away about the situation and it doesn't apply. And for him, it was like, he didn't think, you know, of course he didn't think until after I said that. And, you know, we we kind of talked about it and everything. You know, he's not thinking, oh, maybe she dealt with somebody who, you know, always, you know, m- made her pay. Like, <laughs> you know, he doesn't know about that experience prior to that moment of me telling him. Like, he's just going with what he knows. And for him, it's like, yeah, I'm going to pay for this. Like, and if you pull out your wallets because you think I can't pay for it like that's his frame of reference for that. And so um, those you know those two perspectives there, You see how that can cause a lot of communication if it wasn't talked about. Like imagine if he, if, if we went on and he never said that, he never said that I made him feel that way. And then I kept on doing it because I don't know that this means so much more to him than it did to me because to on the surface, to me, I'm just taking care of myself. That's not an issue. But meanwhile, I'm actually like just slowly, but surely kind of putting this man down a little bit because every action that I do like that, he thinks, oh, you know, she thinks that she thinks this way about me you know that has to be crushing so those communications there i just i i (laughs) really i don't know i just feel like there have been so many situations like that like i could probably talk about this all day long of just like my partner and I have been together for six years now. And, um, you know, that's a lot of communication. That's a lot of upsetting each other. Um, that's a lot of reading each other, maybe the wrong way and kind of getting in uh, a little tiff because we're not understanding that like, you know, these long term relationships, they are work, man. Like, I, I see what people mean when with marriage um and it's because you know you are doing this for so long and like trying to learn someone and and you know be patient with them (laughs) throughout all of that through the ups and downs and everything like that like that's hard that's really really hard um so yeah for me um personally and you know that was the situation where um I actually, you know, I upset Devin because he was interpreting something that I was doing, um, you know, not great. Um, And, you know, the opposite has also happened. Um, You know, I have, you know, not been, I've been feeling like, um, you know, maybe he doesn't do this, 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 and this because he doesn't. Uh, anyway, I'll go with the actual, um, example that I have, cause I'm just starting to sound crazy now, but, um, you know, sometimes I will like in the house, ask for a test to be done. It's a test that I normally do, but like, I'll just ask him to do it. And, um, like he doesn't do it like right when I say, and I, I'm not like a tyrant. Maybe I am a little bit of a tyrant, but like typically like for me, when I'm asking for help, it's because I want it done right there in that moment. Cause like, if I can do it later, then I wouldn't ask. Cause I just do it later. We don't even have to talk about it. Um, But if I want it done right now, but, like, I can't do it or, like, I don't have the capacity to do it, (laughs) I will ask. But I want it done right then and there. And it doesn't have to be done right then and there. But, like, for whatever reason, like, this this is what that trigger point is for me for this situation. um, It irritates me when he doesn't do it in that moment. And then maybe he forgets because it was, like, not that important to him. And so, you know, he's thinking that he is being, you know, like, hey, my bad. I... I miss it, like, I just, I forgot about it, because he doesn't do it all the time, like, there are some times where I ask him to do something, he does it immediately, like, it's not an all the time thing, but for whatever reason, I was getting so, so, so angry when he would forget to do something, and, like, honestly, I did not know why, I did not know why, guys, I was just like, ding. he just... And all I could say was like, oh, I just wanted it done right now. And it's like, well, why do you want it done right now? Because I just do. Like, I didn't, I didn't have the vocabulary to say why that was bothering so much, but I knew it was making me so upset. And I, you know, working, working it out, honestly, through like kind of writing about it, obviously therapy sessions and everything like that, I came to the conclusion, you know, it actually isn't about the task not being done. Like, that task not being done is is not what's upsetting me. What's upsetting me is I feel like he made me a promise and he isn't going to keep it. Which turned out to be so much more du- deep-rooted than the actual task itself. Because then I started, you know, taking it a step further. And then, you know, well, what promise are you actually concerned about him making? And I, like I said, been with this man for six years, um, clearly, you know, I'm sure y'all have had this situation before where like everybody thinks that they knows, they know what's best for your life. And they kind of like give you these little comments and everything. And, uh, for me, the, the external noise, if you will, um, the questions that people ask, like, oh, when are y'all getting married? And it's just like, like, I really wish people would stop asking me that. Like, I really wish people would not ask me that. Like, it just makes me feel like I just stop. Not your business. You will know. I promise I won't shut up about it when it happens. Like, you'll know. Don't ask. But anyway, I was finding that because people were asking me that and it was like time and time was going on, I started spiraling with some of my thoughts and I was like, Oh, you know, well, it's been three years and he hasn't asked yet. And it's been four years and he hasn't asked yet. And like, I, he does sometimes like not keep a promise with other things. So like, how far could that actually go? And like, maybe he doesn't actually want to me. And just like, taking it way too far and so for me you know we we uncovered a lot to get to that but on the surface when I ask you to do something you don't do it in that moment it makes me feel like you can't keep promises and now I think you're not gonna marry me and like that was that was messing with me full transparency messing with me and sometimes still does he had no idea that all that was going on and when I talked to him about it it was just like I had no idea that you were feeling all that. Like, you know, like that's, you know, in a, in a cover that I needed something from him. I needed like more reassurance to him because in his mind, he's like, oh yeah, everything's good. Like, you know, he don't know what he don't know. Like <laughs> if I haven't communicated that, how would he know that I was feeling like that? He's thinking thing, things are sweet. They're wonderful. This is awesome. Like we're we're building something here, you know, we're moving in strides and I got this plan, this plan, this plan. And meanwhile, I'm over here in turmoil. He has no idea. Um, but yeah, so that is the ownership of emotions that walking through, like the whole time I'm angry at him for something that doesn't really fit like the, the level of anger that I have until we start uncovering Why are you actually angry? And this is what I mean by owning your emotions. Like, I think at times in our relationships, we are very quick to like blame someone else for how we feel when in actuality, your emotions are your responsibility. Like you can choose how you're going to respond to situations that are maybe not favorable to you. Like, I know that you've probably been in several situations where you felt like cussing somebody out, but you didn't controlling those emotions but you you identify those and you walk yourself through them and you say is this worth it but sometimes in relationships I feel like we don't do that we don't do it as much we're just quick to let me express this I gotta tell you like you did something that that messed with me that messed with me you upset me and and, and now it's turned into something that it, it it shouldn't be and I think it's important in the ownership of your emotions to pinpoint what your trigger points are and I Remember, I say what they are and not who they are. Um, your trigger point is is very rarely the person who you're actually upset with. Most of the time, it is something else that is upsetting you. And again, I have to say, people blatantly disrespecting you does not cut into this category. But you have to do that little audit, that emotional audit of like, what is actually going on in this situation And where can I pin this back to? And why do I feel like this? And does it really have to do with this person who's standing in front of me? Or is this something that's deep-rooted in me? And this was probably going to be a problem no matter who I came into contact with, with this. Because this is inside of me. And the other part of this is, you know... I don't know if I would have gotten here without therapy. <laughs> and I I don't mean to be that person that is always pushing therapy, but I, I really think that it helps so much. Like I, I think I talk about it a little bit with ease right now, but only because I've been able to kind of practice it for a little bit um, before actually talking about it. And the key is you have to be able to verbalize your emotions, and 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 sometimes ask yourself if you have the vocabulary to express what's going on, and if you don't, it's not time to talk about it. Um, you know, maybe you need to write about it, maybe you need to type with it, but I think it is so crucial to pinpoint where that is actually coming from. And I, I'm not gonna do like this this think piece on on the Will Smith and Chris Rock' situation, but i I think that that moment that a lot of people saw it is such a a teaching moment in my opinion. Um, they say, you know, t- to me, for me personally watching that and realizing, oh, this is not a joke like that actually happened. Um, it made me think like, you know, that seems so out of place and so out of character. Like, it, it was just mind-boggling to me like that that even happened and who it happened to and with. Like, because it was so out of character. And I know y'all can relate to a situation where you've been so angry where it literally had you out of character out of character. And to me, watching that, it seems so out of place because the anger was misplaced. The anger that he felt, he didn't actually process that. You know, that was a very impulsive thing. And I, I I feel like anything that feels impulsive, you almost can immediately put a red flag on it because it's like, ah, we probably should think about this a little bit more. Not everything, but a lot of things. And anyway, super impulsive. And I think because he didn't actually sit to think like, you know, when you start feeling angry, if you don't pinpoint where that anger is actually coming from, the anger becomes harder and harder to manage. Like you start to feel your literal heat rise and it's almost like if you don't catch where you need to cut it off and like turn the heat back down, it just keeps getting hotter. You keep getting angrier. And then before you know it, you are out of character because you've not pinpointed where it was actually coming from. Um, And so to me, I feel like, you know, that misplaced anger or your misplaced sadness, it always seems out of character when you haven't quite yet figured out what it's coming from. Um, And I don't know maybe just think about a couple of conversations that you have with, with maybe loved ones that you feel like got out of place or maybe coworkers that you feel like escalated to something that it shouldn't have. Um, think about those conversations and maybe like once you did actually get to a resolution, like where in those situations, because you maybe have stopped and, and said something different or addressed something in a different way had you thought a little bit more clearly. Um, had, you, had you actually taken the time to, you know, take a little breather and pinpoint where your frustrations were coming from. And I say all that to say that, that is what I, that is my breakdown of owning your emotions. Um, got a little personal in there. I hope I don't regret that. Um, I'm just kidding. I, this 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 podcast is definitely about uh, vulnerability and I, I do want to share these things with people. And I I, like I said, I have seen your, some of the comments of, you know, I don't want for anyone to feel like a something like a hurdle, like an emotional hurdle or something like that, that they've gone through is something that they have to go through alone and that they're the only ones who that's happened to. And not as like, oh, okay, get over it. What was you like? Yeah, that happens to everybody. Not in that type of sense, but in more like a, okay, somebody else has been through this and gotten through this. So I know that I can too. Um, so even though it is difficult for me and, um, this, 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 this was a tough episode for me, for sure. Um, just really coming out with this, but I, I, I know somebody out there, I know somebody out there can relate. And if all it is, is one person, then that's enough. Um, but anyway, wrapping it up. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you got to the end, um, I have some very exciting topics for you i was going to share them but no you guys are just going to keep getting surprises week after week Um, i will have some additional special guests and i will be uh, linking up with taylor again because uh, we have other things to discuss and um, you guys need to hear it and i just thank you for giving me this platform um, I guess I presented it to you and you said that you liked it, but um, I, I'm grateful for this platform to kind of share and uh, you guys and your responses make me feel open enough to do so. So I want to thank you again and again for coming back. I see all the feedback. I hear you. I'm listening. And I really appreciate the, those of you who've taken the time to actually um, express that. I really appreciate it. Um, And I'm just like overwhelmed with like a full heart about this um, podcast. So sorry for getting a little sappy with you guys today, but I will see you guys next week. And thank you for tuning in.